Broadcasting from the Ohio Valley, talking about the Ohio Valley. We're live and local. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Now, this song has a particular uh, special meaning for me, Lola. I don't know if you know why or not, but um, what's it been, 30 years ago? We had the big fire at the radio station on the hill when I was working up there. <laughs> I've heard all about and that. And the entire building burned down, and it took months for us to uh, rebuild. And it was the, I was careful I phrase this, greatest time of my life. Those of us who were in management, <laughs> no, those of us who were in management, continued on salary for a couple of months. We met once a week at a bar and <laughs> talked about things. Of course. And that was what we did while they were rebuilding the radio station. And so it was, it was, a, great, it was a great few months. Um, and then this was the song we played when we came back on the air. We didn't start the fire. So it has a special meaning for me. That's why I was letting it play out a little bit. 8-11 here on the Watchdog Morning Show, 48 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 40 at the Highlands, 33 in Elm Grove, and 41 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling, in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Bob Slider, under the weather, he started out that way yesterday and got worse during the day, and again, I really wish him well uh, over the course of the day today. I do not know if he'll be back tomorrow. He was pretty sick, so we may, uh, may see you again tomorrow, Lola. Yep, it's that thing that's going around. It's going around. Go to the doctor, the doctor will tell you, yep, a lot of that going around. What is it? I don't know, but a lot of it going around. A lot of it going around. I'll tell you that right now. So um, do you like getting up early? I, I know nobody likes getting up early, but I've always enjoyed the morning shift. I know it's a complete change of pace for you, but getting up early bother you? Getting up is hard. Once I actually get downstairs and get some caffeine into me, yeah. you know, by IV if necessary, um, then it's, yeah. It, it, and I like having the rest of the day. That's the thing. That's that's the really nice thing. I, you know, I have most of my life, not all, most of my work, the early morning shift. And I love it because I have the day. Yep. To myself to do other things um 
some people that do morning shifts do another job. I don't do that, but I, I, you know, in my case, it means I get to spend more time with Teddy, my grandson. Well, see, that's always the plus. And that is, you know, the most important thing that, that I do. So, um, but I, I get to be with my zoo. <laughs> Which, <laughs> yeah, well, I can't. How many animals? How many named animals do you have living in your house? That's not counting critters. Okay, yeah, there, yeah, there's a difference. Wildlife and in the zoo, um, six, no. Seven. 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 You have seven named animals. Yes. Cats and dogs? Yes. Any other kind of critter? No, thank God. But you have other critters that come to visit. Oh, yes, we do. Your your house is like a it's like a sanctuary of some kind sometimes for critters, right? They just like to come in. Yeah, there's one cat that that plays with my Morris. I don't know how much they play. At least they don't fight. They're not coming home all beat up um <laughs> and he's terrified of humans really but he'll he just lets himself in through the doggy door he <laughs> feasts i wake up one night and, and i look the dog crates in my bedroom not that she sleeps in it but um the dog crates in there and i look and i say morris what are you doing in the crate Oh, here comes Morris walking into the bedroom. Here is his cat. is just sleeping in the dog crate. Hey, come on it. in. It's Lola's house. She's happy to have us in here. And we have raccoons that come in and and have have brunch with uh, the cats, and <laughs> you know, then with po- occasional possums. And you know, I'm thinking they could make a uh, like a TV series out of your show, your house. Only if they pay well. <laughs> 814 on the Watchdog Morning Show. Shifting into political gear coming up next. Tom Scateri is with us. Uh, who in the hell are these people running for speaker? When in the hell will we get a speaker? And then we'll talk about uh, the Ukraine and Israel and other stuff too. It's all coming up on the Watchdog Morning Show. Coming up on Metro News Hotline. On the Tuesday edition of the show, we'll start counting down to big college football games next weekend for West Virginia and Marshall. It's the opening night of the NBA regular season, and we'll have the latest on the baseball playoffs. Plus your calls, texts, tweets, in or out in our question of the day. Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 at WVMetroNews.com and on this Metro News station. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 want to thank the owners and contractors of the Ohio Valley for using their locally trained workers to help build for the future. Local 83 helps design, fabricate, and build the gas infrastructure for the oil and gas industry here in the Ohio Valley. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 is 300 members strong and growing. They also do residential, commercial, and industrial work on both sides of the river. For more information, call Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 at 304-233-4445. When deciding where to dine in the Ohio Valley, think first of the Highlands. With a full array of fast food choices for everyone in the family. Or drop in at the Olive Garden, Cheddar's, Bubba's Burgers, Bob Evans, Fusion, or Panera Bread. Whatever your family's in the mood for, you can find it just off I-70 at the top of the hill. The Highlands, dining, shopping, entertainment, and lodging. Over the years, you've brought opioids into your home. They helped when you were in pain, and you held on to them just in case. But holding on to opioids puts your family at risk. Learn more at www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. Don't just listen. 
be part of all of our shows. Use the Frio Stack Auction Service hotline. Call or text us at 304-214-1600. The Frio Stack Auction Service hotline. Your direct connection to the watchdog. Spend your summer mornings with us. News, information, conversation, controversy, and fun. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. I feel like dancing. I figured... The title says it all. <laughs> nothing from nothing. <laughs> Eight seventeen, Watchdog Morning Show. It's not nothing. It's time to talk to Tom Scateri. We always get good stuff from Tom, our international correspondent and uh, Pentagon reporter. Good morning, Tom. Hey, good morning, Howard. Happy Tuesday. And same to you. You've already met Lola, who uh, has to fill in for Mr. Yeah. Slider because he's he's uh, pretty sick today. We don't quite know sure what it is. Apparently, all doctors say the same thing. There's something going around. We, yeah. Nobody knows what it is. There's, there's something going around. So Tom's got, or not Tom, but Bob's got whatever that something is that's going around. Bob's got it. But we roused Lola out of bed early this morning. She said, you got to be kidding me. What time do I have to be there? I was like, this is not a fit time for man nor beast, let alone Lola. But many of us learn to live with it. Hey, Tom, uh, speaking of living with things, are we going to live with the disarray on Capitol Hill forever? I mean, are they ever going to come up with a speaker? Are the Republicans ever going to get themselves organized? What is going on? Could you ask me an easier question, like how do we achieve world peace? (laughs) I believe that would be easier. You're right. (laughs) What a mess. You know, that's. I, you know, we, we've been saying this now for weeks, Howard. I don't know how I've been on your show on and off for a couple of years now. You know, I've been in Washington, D.C. since 1979 and obviously have, not obviously, but have seen a lot of different governments. I've never seen this kind of level of dysfunction. I guess it has happened in the past, way before, you know, I was around. But uh, without a speaker for three weeks now, um, and it's show, it's telling a tale around the world. We'll get to that in a moment if you wish. But I think there's eight candidates now, if I read correctly, eight candidates. And the Republicans are supposed to begin meeting at 9 a.m. Eastern time today. And uh, I'm not quite sure how the process is going to be. It says here a candidate, I'm looking at the news guidance, a candidate must win a majority of all votes cast in the internal election. And if no one... Uh, of the, this is, of course, of the GOP caucus. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. And the lowest vote getter then is dropped from consideration. So that's, you know, sort of eliminating the, the eight to seven to six, I guess, like oh, that. Oh, Lord. So, wait, so we could have multiple votes after that? Yeah. Well, yeah, unless someone came in with a majority of votes. Now, that's what I'm not clear about. You know, to me, a majority is 50 plus one of those votes being cast. That doesn't necessarily mean the 200 and whatever 17 votes needed on the floor of the House to become Speaker. Um, so, you know, there's 217. Yeah, that, that's, that's it. I just double checked. So I'm a little confused about that. Now, now it's interesting too, Howard, because the caucus, uh, has all the Republican house members as well as there's, there's 224 members of the Republican conference because they include Republicans from American Samoa, 
Guam, and oh. Puerto Rico. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Those those delegates can't vote on the House floor, but they can vote in the conference. So, majority to win the GOP nomination is 112 votes. That's what one of these candidates has to get. Uh, who are these people? And I guess I'm literally asking you that, but I, I'm just sort of making it as a statement, too. I don't recognize any of them. No, it's hard for me to recognize some of the names of, of these con, of these contenders, and I use that term generously, you know. <laughs> uh, there's a couple, you know, uh, you know, uh, Jack Bergman of Michigan, I, I happen to know he is because he was a, he, he was a former general, a Marine Corps general, and he's the highest-ranking military officer in Congress. So I know that, you know, by virtue of covering the Pentagon, and I tend to know who the veterans are in Congress. You know, but that's, an, that's a one-off. Tom Emmer, he's from Minnesota. I've heard of him before. He's been, he, he's, you know, he's been around for a while. And, and so, you know, I, again, I've heard of him. Remember, I don't cover Congress anymore, really, right. specifically. So a lot of the newer members, I just don't have any dealings with. Yeah, but uh, those of us who are on the outside looking in, like you, like me, uh, you're a little bit yeah. closer than I am, you know, usually there are a handful. I mean, look, Jim Jordan, everybody knew Jim Jordan. Kevin McCarthy, names we knew ahead of time. Scalise, Steve Scalise. Steve Scalise, knew, Scalise you know, a name that the, yeah. the, the, the general public, the politically yeah. alert general public knew. These eight, um, and I, that almost in itself says something, not about, in this case, the Republicans, but about Congress itself. That we don't have any, we don't have any standout giants there anymore. No, you used to have some members of the House on both parties who were not necessarily in leader, formal leadership positions, but were considered leaders uh, in their own way. The committee chair, let's say, of, of say the Armed Services Committee or Foreign Affairs. And, and to be fair, I shouldn't say this. This the current chairs of those committee. I mean, Mike Rogers of Alabama. Yeah, he's someone. Chair of the Armed yes. Service Committee. Yep. Yep. You know, he's a he's a very re- well respected uh, leader on by, you know by members on both parties and both sides of the aisle. So I, I don't want to you know diss other members. There are some names that you know if we brought them up, people might recognize them from seeing them in a news story or something like that. Uh, but you're right. I mean, it's not the sort of the recognition that there's like a Jack Kemp, okay, or someone like that who maybe is not right in official leadership at the moment. Uh, you know, there were a lot of Republicans and Democrat members like that uh, who have emerged, and not so much. I mean, look at the Republicans that, who are well known, or should say, probably better known. You know, Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, Lauren Bobbitt, uh, these people who are considered the fringe Republicans who are making noise, much like the lefty Democrats are the ones people know about and not the mainstream. I was just going to make that point. You know, there are a couple of names that almost all of us know, but they aren't in contention at all. Matt Gates. Kevin McCarthy, Gates, yeah. Kevin McCarthy told us, sit down, <laughs> sit down and shut up, basically, one day this week. Yeah. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, um, who's very vocal, but her name's not been seriously bandied about as far as I know. I mean, they're just too far in the, too far in the weeds for, I think, probably to, to become speaker. So um, are there, to the best of your knowledge, and you, you read widely, if you don't watch it widely, you read widely as, as I do. Are there any that we would call moderates in this group, or are they all far-right Trump-type people? Um, it's, um, I think that uh, there are some who are, no, I wouldn't say there are any moderates. I would say the best you could look for, in, if you're looking for a quote-unquote moderate, is someone who is a traditional conservative. Okay. 
that's you know Scalise, for example, is a conservative. He's not running anymore, but he was considered a traditional conservative as opposed to a a Trump conservative or a right wing conservative. Uh, you know, it's just it's just uh, there's just aren't many moderates. First of all, in the party who want to step up, who would even think they can get the support? That's that's one of them. You know, the majority whip. Tom Emmer, you know, he, like I said, the guy from Minnesota, he's considered a conservative, but he's also, he also, he also displays sort of the right-wing tendencies in some areas. Yep. So, you know, it's not like uh, just because he's part of the leadership, he's a he's a, a true true conservative. Before I leave the issue of the Speaker's race, what are the implications in your mind for the future of the Republicans electorally after this debacle? I mean, to mm-hmm. what extent does this Speaker mess uh, impact the party come the next election? I think generally speaking, from my experience, and again, it's a whole new ball game, as we know, but nevertheless, based on my experience of covering politics, when one party or another is in disarray and is so publicly in disarray, can't get its own act together, can't even show internal leadership, that has an impact on voters who sit on the fence, the moderate voters, the voters who are always being fought for, you know, the people who are neither diehard Republicans or Democrats, uh, they look for what they think is stability. Our country is considered to be in disarray for a lot of reasons. Uh, people can dis- dis- discuss and dis- dispute that if they wish. I'm just making a point of what people feel from what I've seen. And so uh, people, one of the reasons Biden got elected, some people say, was he represented a return to stability and calmness. That's what some voters said when they voted for after they voted for him. Again, people can disagree with that. That's not what we're talking about. So that idea of calmness, steadiness, back to back to uh, a sense of normal normalcy, uh, this flies in the face of that when you can't elect a speaker of the House when you're the majority party. The, Dem- the Republicans, excuse me, haven't really displayed any type of leadership since taking over the House, even with Kevin McCarthy as Speaker, because he had to deal with the party right. as opposed to national issues. Well, he had, what, 19 votes before he could get that, and only after right. only after agreeing to the some of the, some, yeah, I, I thought, pretty ludicrous demands, which, I, personally, if I was a betting man going into this when he agreed to the demands, I would have bet that he wasn't going to last long because I didn't think it could work. Tom, yeah, Tom, the timeline of all this is important because there are critical votes that need to be made. The budget needs to be dealt with. Uh, but we're particularly talking about votes for Ukraine money, uh, money for Israel. Uh, this is this is more than just a, a, a inside the Beltway political mess up story. This has really international implications. I think it does. Uh, uh, you know, smarter people than I are saying this is also. But I, I believe just what I see in the world is America as a leader in the world is constantly being tested and watched by countries all over the world, not just militarily like China and Russia, but even economically. You know, if people think the U.S. has too many restrictions on X, Y, or Z, a country that has that same product might see an opening. So, you know, we're always being tested and probed and, and watched carefully for individual nations to take advantage of the situation. That's not an enemy hostile, but, you know, take advantage. Well, in the case of Russia, China, Iran, and North Korea, to a lesser extent right now, those are hostile intentions. Okay, so we see the attack Hamas in Israel. That was planned months ago, so that has nothing to do with the current political problems here in D.C. Nevertheless, it's happening when we have these problems. And even though the United States has been pretty firm in its response to what's happening to Hamas in Israel, 
Iran is taking advantage of it by igniting its proxy groups across the Middle East to probe and test and put the U.S. military off guard. Russia loves it. Russia's stirring up things in Syria where they are because all this takes attention away from Ukraine. You know, I attended the NATO conference in Brussels two weeks ago, to which then Secretary Austin did fly to Israel. But during that NATO conference, uh, you could tell the concern of Zelensky that there was no money. Secretary Austin would always tell the other countries, we have to dig deeper. Yet he came with a wallet that wasn't refilled. And I, I actually got the chance to ask him that, and he acknowledged the fact that the problems in D.C. with the leadership, not saying it that way, but the inability to pass funding, was a problem for him in keeping other nations on board to keep supporting Ukraine. And that was even before what happened in Israel. So you see this, and you tell me, Howard, you, you and I are smart guys. We can't figure out how this is going to end. Chinese and the Russians see this ongoing uh, ineptitude of, of the, the House of Representatives, and they're, they're applauding because this plays right into their hands. Well, you see a hole and you exploit it. I mean, whether you're exactly. Iran, whether you're China, whether you're Hamas uh, or Russia, uh, or I suppose the other sides as well, you see a hole and you exploit it. Right now there's a giant hole in America's policy. Forget the politics again. Politics are the fun thing we talk about, about how ridiculous it looks. But there's policy implications here that are just hanging out there with no sense of resolution. And if you're an enemy of our enemy, uh, you're saying, I don't think these guys can get together enough to be helpful to the Ukraine, to be helpful to Israel. So um, let's take advantage let's of it. Let's break it down. Let's break it down real quick. I know, you know we have a clock of ticks here. That's but right. Ukraine, uh, four or five weeks before winter sets in, you know, uh, Austin and others want have ideas uh, for the Ukrainians, what they hope they can accomplish before winter sets in. Because after that, the Russians will be lobbying into the infrastructure of Ukraine and giving those people another cold, horrible winter. That's Ukraine. Short-term needs right now. We have a budget, as you pointed out, that needs to be dealt with. Israel, you know, they want to send money to Israel. They, our government wants to send money to Israel. And they can't, you know, because they can only have there's only so much off-the-shelf stuff they can send that Israel can use and they need other things. And then we also have... This, uh, which is sort of off the radar, but uh, the United States has promised submarines to Australia as part of this AUKUS deal, this big deal that sort of countered China with Australia, the United Kingdom, the United States, and part of it was money for submarines for Australia. That's way behind, and they haven't been able to get that done either. Which, and, you know, the Australians see this, and they're worried, well, wait a minute, you know, we need this hedge against China, and China sees it from the reverse side. And finally, Howard, Right here in this country, the, the border needs. You know, Biden has committed to spending some money on the border. I'm not sure what his plan is. And, again, people can debate whether it's real or not. But that money can't get approved either. So, you, you know, we're having – and that, what does that send a signal to? Well, it tells the people who are ferrying migrants to our country, open the doors, man. Let's just do it now before they get it done. Before so they get their act together. Yeah. Right. Well, this is our hemisphere, too. Even Republicans in the Senate – are trying to encourage the House to get their act together because exactly. there are at least some, air quotes here, there are at least some adults in the Senate that recognize that, that there are some policy matters here that need to be resolved uh, while the guys and gals in, in the House are just are, are playing musical chairs. I mean, it's really, really kind of scary. Hey, uh, in the Ukraine, 
yep. it seems I was reading some things about the CIA's involvement over there. What's going on with that? Oh, yeah, that's, you, you read correctly. Uh, the CIA has been providing Ukraine with advanced surveillance equipment, training its recruits, both in Ukraine as well as the United States. They, they built headquarters for their intelligence agencies. And, and the quote that was passed around to reporters, they've shared intelligence, quote, on a scale that would have been unimaginable. So what not surprised, I think, that the CIA is helping Ukraine. You know, they're helping them uh, identify where Russian targets can be beyond what the Ukrainians and British are doing it as well. Interesting, oh, Howard, that Ukraine's affinity for, quote, lethal operations has complicated its collaboration with the CIA, uh, raising concerns about agency complicity. In other words, are our, our CIA agents helping in lethal operations? Yeah, they, are they teaching them wet work? Well, it's, it's teaching them is one thing, but are they participating is the yeah. other one. That's the concern. The teaching part, no one seems, you know, I'm not being facetious here, but no one seems to be bothered by what they're teaching them. It's, it's whether they're it's actually going out with them and doing it. There's a, there's a point that, that you have made, and in some of the notes you just sent me, which we're not going to get a chance to talk to all of them, but you, you kind of outlined this a minute ago. We talk about uh, Israel and Hamas, and we talk about Ukraine and Russia, but there, the, the world hot spots are getting hotter, and a lot of countries across the, the globe are now beginning to, for lack of a better phrase, heat up. I, what I'm saying is that there's, there's a lot going on out there that we're not paying maybe close enough attention to, and we should be. Well, here's another one. You know, off, off our cycle yesterday, uh, there's, been, there's been increasing tensions between the Philippines and China and the South China Sea on a a shoal that's been occupied by the Philippines military for a long time, and China's been pressuring them to get off of it. And uh, on Sunday and then Monday morning, a Chinese ship, at least on one occasion, if not twice, rammed a Philippines vessel. Okay, that's a big deal. That can't you know, be good. It was, not a, it was not an accidental, you know, brushing. It was a, ra a deliberate ramming of it. And, and why are the Chinese doing this? Well, that's part of their plan. But again, the focus of the United States is in Ukraine and then Israel. And the Philippines, you know, which is um, we're obligated under mutual defense treaty, there's a hot spot heating up. I like to think that uh, some of these hot spots are melding together. Look at look at the Middle East, Syria, home, you know, Russian and Iranian helped the Syrians. U.S. bases there came under attack in eastern Syria three times yesterday, uh, Monday, you know, with drones and rockets. No one was hurt. They were taken care of. But you don't think that's an accident, do you? And let's throw into the mix here, Tom, something we've talked about multiple times in recent weeks. Uh, we still are lacking a lot of top military leadership who have not yet been confirmed. Yeah, that's correct. You know, I, I don't want to know what the current number is now. It's over 300 still. We only had those three top people confirmed a couple weeks ago, one by one. No resolution to that. Tuberville, Senator Tuberville of, air quotes, Alabama, because he lives in Florida for the last <laughs> 15 or so years. Uh, he has said, oh, well, I understand what's happening in Israel, but that's not a good enough reason for me to let go of my hold. We also, by the way, today or tomorrow, there may finally be a vote on the next U.S. ambassador to Israel. The other thing we, we don't talk about much. I, wanna, I, wait, I just want to stop and talk, just, just think, yeah. not talk about, just think about that for a minute. There is a gigantic war going on between Hamas and Israel. It is a major flashpoint of the world. We are going to be involved somehow in providing material and, and so on and so forth. And we don't have an ambassador. 
I mean, stop right. and think about that. We don't have an ambassador to that country, which is probably the single hottest spot in the world right now. Correct. And, you know, part of it is because of, whole, again, one of your neighbors, and I won't mention his name because you, you know, were mad at me for saying it last week. But one of your neighboring senators put a hold on a lot of State Department nominations, as has uh, Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky for protesting different policies of the Biden administration. So it's the same tactic that Senator Tumberville has used in the Pentagon, except he just has them on many more. But I don't have the list in front of me, and I apologize, of where we don't have ambassadors. But it's embarrassing, and Israel is a great example of that. Uh, and, and now we have the war going on. They're rushing through the nomination. It's still not clear if it'll go through. And again, the rest of the world is watching. You know, the eyes of the world are uh -huh. watching us, and not in a, you know, some are just raising their eyebrows in a, gee, I wonder what's going to happen kind of way. Others are looking for ways to exploit us. We have a, 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 a U.S. House that is in total disarray. We have, uh, let's throw into the mix here right now, a former U.S. president indicted multiple times on federal crimes. Uh, we have the trials of that being underway. We don't have the top military leadership appointed. We don't have ambassadors appointed. We don't have a way to provide funding right now for Ukraine or Israel because of the troubles there. It's no wonder the world look, looks at us and says, what the heck's going on? Oh, yeah, and, and former President Trump said yesterday that if he gets elected again, he'll take steps to pull us out of NATO. He wants so, to get rid of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so what does that say? Well, And he's the front runner, as you said, for yeah. the Republican nomination. It's, uh, you know, the, the world is a mess. Tom, it'll get better, right? No, help me, Tom. It'll get Absolutely. better. Absolutely. By it, next Tuesday, all will be well. Okay, <laughs> we, please, let's try and fix it by next Tuesday. Tom, always, Bob will be healthy as well. And Bob will be. <laughs> I, I think the whole world is making him sick. That's probably what it is. Hey, Tom, I appreciate your time, as always, my friend. We'll do it okay. again next week. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Howard. Bye-bye. Tom Scateri, uh, award-winning international correspondent, Pentagon reporter, D.C. Uh, reporter for us, checks in every week, our national correspondent, 838.22 to the hour. Well, well, well that depressed me. That's what I was just going to say. <laughs> oh, my gosh, I'm sitting here with my head. Literally, you saw me. Yeah. My head was in my hands I, because I – I was not aware of the Philippines problem and How about that? Just, the Australia hey, let's, hey, problem. Let's, let's ram a ship. Oh, okay. Twice, yeah. yeah. yeah we'll just, you know, let's play bumper cars. Yeah, I mean, the world is falling apart. It and is. it's they're falling apart. It's falling apart to a large extent because we, the United States, used to be the, I don't know what the word I want to use is, not the unifying factor, but the United States was always there to kind of, oversee things to be the well get too far out of hand and we get the united states to worry about they're not worried about us anymore they're no, looking they're at the, they're looking at donald trump making an idiot of himself in various and sundry trials and likely some stay soon to be in jail they're looking at the the, the congress i mean you couldn't write look the the netflix comedy teams couldn't write a scenario funnier than what we've got in a sad way yeah than what we have going on in Congress. <laughs> we don't have Israel, the, the hot spot in the world right now, kind of overshadowed Ukraine, at least at the moment. We don't have an ambassador. How do we, how do we engage without, you know, the top line of diplomatic events? How do we go, how do we participate in any type of war? And this is without top military yes, that's people. The, right. And I hadn't thought about this. Winter, we're we're kidding around about it. 
oh, it's getting cold. Right, it's like right. 50 out there. But over there, it is getting cold. Yes. And if you just, all you have to do is think back to the horrible winter Ukraine had last year and the fact that now Putin, I'm sure, is, is being bolstered up by Iranian, Syrian, um, Chinese sure. money and arms. Uh, and, you know, they'll just, he, he's got the time and the people that he doesn't care about. I mean, they're just lambs to the slaughter as far as he's concerned with his own troops. But you just wait it out. Wait it out until the weather gets so bad and we can make, try and break the, the resolve of the Ukrainian people by depriving them of heat and water and electricity and all the other things that they need. And honestly, if people do not think that if Ukraine falls, he is not going to move on Lithuania in a couple other places that are NATO allies, which means we are obligated, obligated to go into that well, conflict. Well, unless Donald Trump gets elected, and he's already said if he gets elected, we're just for, we're going to forget NATO. But how 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 <laughs> now he can say that, um, but how easy would it truly be to pull us out of that? I mean that's 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 not that's not just a handshake and you know spit in the hand and shake kind of thing, you know. Th these are treaties that are developed with multiple nations over multiple circumstances. I I don't know that it would be. And they expect us to honor our obligations. I, that's the other thing. If you're an ally. And you see the United States pulling back or not not living up to their promises, how quickly are you going then to be to reinforce the allegiance there? The you know, I mean, you just and that's what scares me too. You know, these other countries, Germany, France, and and don't. It, it, People out there don't sneer because I'm bringing up these names. These are, these are true allies that we have been working right. with for decades. Um, you may not like their policies and their politics, but you don't live there, so you know, get over it. <laughs> um, you know, it, how can how can they feel reassured that when push comes to to shove, they can't. The United States will be there. The short answer is they can't. I know. The short answer is they can't. I don't know about you, but all this conversation makes me want to start drinking again. I got to tell you. Hey. <laughs> if, if I can find a bottle somewhere if, if around only here. I could just go for one of those, you know, afternoons at, uh, with, the, with the 16 beers. I would think maybe the problems would go. No, they just, they, I would probably just make them feel worse. Well, they go away then, but then you'd wake up with a hangover and still have and the, the problems. problems. are still there. Yeah, yeah. All right, way behind time here, 16 to the hour. Taylor Long is here, Ohio Valley Headlines for us. Good Tuesday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this October the 24th. 
There were crews battling a fire last night after an explosion caused a house fire. Officials responded to the call around 5 p.m. yesterday at 2359 Upper Power Avenue in Elm Grove. There was heavy smoke coming from a house that was totally engulfed in flames. The two residents were inside of the home at the time of the explosion. After they made it out safely, medical teams took them to Wheeling Hospital where it was discovered they had severe burn injuries. A dog also made it out of the home with burn injuries as well. Crews were able to get the bulk of the fire under control in about 90 minutes. The cause of the fire is unknown and remains under investigation. Stay with 7 News for updates. An Ohio County Circuit Court Judge Jason Cuomo recently dismissed a lawsuit that sought to stop the urban deer calling, which is scheduled for November 6th through the 8th. Those in charge of the hunt thanks Judge Cuomo and the court for their prompt decision. They say the hunt will be controlled, limited, which means they will be following DNR guidelines and requirements. Hunters will only be allowed to use crossbows and will hunt from deer stands, shooting their arrows down to avoid any arrows traveling too far. They will be asking hunters to take a doe first over a buck, and each hunter is limited to three deer that they can take. And across West Virginia, state lawmakers from both sides of the aisle are calling for reform of the state's Child Protective Services Agency. They are citing staffing shortages and stretched resources. The recent arrest of two adoptive parents in Sissonville, who allegedly kept two teenagers in a squalid shed and left an infant unattended, has fueled the calls for change. The state says last year there was a 33% vacancy rate in the number of CPS workers, and that number has now dropped to 19%. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Tuesday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. The NCAA says no to WVU. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Caridi. That story coming up on today's Mountaineer Report brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. Hello and welcome to The Kroger Show. At Kroger, everyone wins when it comes to saving big. Because when you order online through the Kroger app, you get the same great prices, deals, and rewards on pickup or delivery that you do in-store with no hidden fees or markups. Best of all, you'll know when items in your cart have a coupon, so you never miss a deal. So whether you're a delivery lover, picker-upper, or you shop in-store, you'll always save big at Kroger. Kroger, fresh for everyone. At Kroger, we know the minute a tomato is picked, the fresh timer starts. The sooner we get our produce to you, the fresher it is. That's why we've completely overhauled our process to shorten the time from harvest to home, giving you more time to enjoy your tasty tomatoes, strawberries, and salads. So whether you're shopping in-store, picking up, or prefer delivery, we're committed to bringing you the freshest produce possible. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The news that Mountaineer basketball fans had been afraid of arrived late yesterday afternoon. It was a release with two sentences. It read like this. The waiver for immediate eligibility for West Virginia University men's basketball student-athlete Raekwon Battle has been denied by the NCAA. Interim head coach Josh Eilert announced today. WVU will appeal the decision. And with that... The Mountaineer basketball season takes a very significant turn before it even tips off. Those within the world of NCAA decision-making say that a reversal based upon an appeal is unlikely. Battle was considered one of the most talented players available in this year's transfer portal. 
Eilert had said that he was easily the most athletic player on the WVU roster, and if his waiver was denied, it would, quote, drastically hurt WVU's cause. Quite simply, he's a difference maker on both ends of the floor. With Battle's denial and the dismissal of Jose Perez, WVU's roster has been thinned to 10 scholarship players, three below the allowable number. Exactly how it impacts this team will be on display Friday night. West Virginia will host George Mason at the Coliseum in an exhibition game. Football now, good news for WVU kicker Michael Hayes and lineman Tomas Remack, both expected to play. They've been battling injury. And, unfortunately, Hudson Clement, the receiver, likely out for this week against UCF. That is today's Mountaineer Report brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. I don't know about you. It's hard for me to conceive the fact that we're heading into basketball season. That's what I said. I mean, it used geez. to be you could tell the seasons by the sport. Now it's like all bets are off. It's just that one run runs right into another. Uh, exhibition basketball this weekend. Is that what he just said, Friday? Yep. Jeez, oh, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. The basketball season is getting underway. Uh, when the season is underway, of course, we are the voice of the Mountaineers here in the Upper Ohio Valley. And we will be carrying, of course, the games for you. And uh, we are adding a new voice. We've, I don't know if you know this. We've got a new employee who's going to be working for us for, with basketball. His name? His name? Bob Huggins. Uh, uh. Bob Huggins will now be part of the coverage you will hear on the Watchdog Radio Network. Bob Huggins, former basketball coach, um, is now going to be part of what's called Full Court Press. It's a, a one-hour show. We run we run a football program called Touchdown City, and then Full Court Press will be coming on uh, November 6th, the first one. And that will be um, not hosted by, uh, but will be um, co-anchored by Bob Huggins. That's going to be interesting. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I, I, I'm, I see, throwing away the key, going to keep my mouth shut on. Huggins said, and I quote, I think it'll be fun. Oh, I, <laughs> as long as he remembers he's, at, well, wait, it's pre-recorded. It will be pre-recorded. Yes, yes. so that they, they do have the ability to edit. Uh, in the first episode, Huggins will address many topics. Mm. Hmm. Including the events that helped him part ways with the university. Quoting Bob Huggins, there are some things I want to get off my chest. Oh, I... oh boy, I feel there are things that need to be addressed. So <laughs> circle November 6th on your calendar. It is the first edition of Full Court Press with Bob Huggins as part of the team. So Bob Huggins is now here. This is just going to be a. This is going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. You, it's going to be a show you're going to want to catch. Uh, now, Huggins brings a great deal of expertise, and commentary will be good. Um, but the first couple of episodes, I think, where he talks about 
what you would call <laughs> what, what's it? the struggles, the troubles. Yes, the troubles. The troubles. The troubles. Um, that uh, should be uh, most interesting. Again, quoting Huggins, I think I'll provide some clarity on some of these topics. I look forward to doing this show. So Bob Huggins, part of the Watchdog Radio Network team, beginning uh, November 6th on what's called Full Court Press, and it will be here on the Watchdog Radio Network. Okay. Come to Wheeling Nailers opening night, Saturday, November 4th, featuring special guest Mad Chad Taylor, the Chainsaw Juggler. Enjoy hilarious cutting-edge fun, intermission hysteria, plus a magnet schedule giveaway, new arena food and beverages, new premium seat options, and introducing our official Nail Ale Beer. It's going to be a mad opening night. Puck drops at 710. Get tickets now. Call 304-234-GOLD or go to wheelingnailers.com. When deciding where to dine in the Ohio Valley, think first of the Highlands with a full array of quick service choices from McDonald's, Wendy's, Five Guys, Taco Bell, Jersey Mike's, Jimmy John's, Chick-fil-A, or DiCarlo's Pizza. Or you can dine in at Eden Park, Promonte Brothers, Texas Roadhouse, El Paso, or Quaker Steak and Lube. Whatever your family's in the mood for, you can find it just off I-70 at the top of the hill. The Highlands, dining, shopping, entertainment, and lodging. You want a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's healthcare demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care, close to home. Developing new and exclusive services, recruiting top surgeons, featuring the highest level of orthopedic surgery, Improving healing, rehab time, and outcomes. Offering innovative heart care through our WVU Heart and Vascular Institute. Establishing outstanding urology services with a highly experienced urologist and staff. Providing comprehensive, world-class women's health services. And equipping the WVU Cancer Institute at Wheeling Hospital with cutting-edge science for the highest standard of care. We embody the mountaineer spirit building upon strong traditions, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, delivering the right care at the right place at the right time. Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind knowing that your business is protected and prepared. Coming up on Metro News Hotline. On the Tuesday edition of the show, we'll start counting down to big college football games next weekend for West Virginia and Marshall. It's the opening night of the NBA regular season, and we'll have the latest on the baseball playoffs. Plus your calls, texts, tweets, in or out in our question of the day. Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 at WVMetroNews.com and on this Metro News station. The morning show team is gathered and ready. Taylor Long has Ohio Valley headlines. Adam Fike has the detailed forecast. And Bob Slider and Tony Caridi have sports. 
plus commentary, rants, and interviews with Howard Monroe. This is the Watchdog Morning Show on the Watchdog Radio Network. get you <laughs> or with somebody else they're still gonna get you indeed indeed uh, <laughs> well said earlier I if I didn't drink I would you know I, if I if I, I feel like I'm gonna have to go back to drinking again maybe I just get stoned instead I I, I, I don't know no, I'm no I, joke, joke, joke. Lola, you have a little different taste in bumper music, by the way, than Bob. Bob, <laughs> <laughs> Bob often does. If you can tell, it's just this is one of those days where everything we've been talking about is like you want you, you want makes you want to get stoned. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Frio Stack Auction Service text line. Haven't gone to this. I should do that. Frio Stack Auction Service text line 304-214-1600. Text line. Lola runs a cat house. <laughs> Okie dokie. Uh, let's see here. This looks political. Ha ha. Blame Trump, Howard. Go get a chili dog at Uncle Pete's. Okay. <laughs> That's a suggestion you, I, could, you can a, get behind. Unfortunately, today's only Tuesday. I can't get the chili dogs from Uncle Pete's until uh, until Thursdays. However, oh. I could maybe get a chili dog up at Tito's. I'll have to think about that. And one more off the Frio Stack auction service text line. Oh, this nasty, nasty. Speaking of drinking, <laughs> why don't you invite Huggins to the party? I understand he hasn't had a drink since then. He has not had a drink since that incident. Again. He went through. Say this. Went through rehab. You keep it. He went through rehab. And uh, and uh, I somebody just recently it was not hugging. Somebody else said you know he is he's been very good. Well, good. I, I, putting all jokes aside. Yeah. Thank God. You know he he is he sought help. He's getting help. And the help seems to be working. Yes. Yeah, and yes. that's all very so. good. Well, WTRF-TV is 70 years old today. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about that coming up next hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. The Watchdog is FM 98.1, AM 1600, WKKX 